welcome to the Not So Average Joe podcast. Our guest today is Hayden Hawks. You are a ultra trail runner. You compete in Worlds for Team USA. Yes. And you're sponsored by Ultra. Yes. Is that right? Yep. What else should I have said about you? Uh, I don't know. I'm not too much. I'm a <laughs> husband and a father as well, which is more important than being an, a professional trail runner. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I compete around the world. You know, I've competed in pretty much every continent in the world. And That's it's so something cool. that I really love and am very passionate about. That's awesome. So I want to, yeah, I kind of want to talk about some of your recent races and, and competing for Team USA at Worlds. That's such a that's like a really cool thing to be able to do and say and talk about. Uh, but kind of what, what got you in? So I think I love trail running. Um, I've been getting into it recently. But I feel like a lot of people out there don't really know too much about it. They, you know, they hear running, they think, you know, New York Marathon or Boston or whatever, or like Olympic sprints, you know, Usain Bolt. But what got you into trail running um, and what, what kind of separates it from like what most people think of like track and field or whatever? Yeah, you know, trail running has grown a lot just recently in the last few years. Um, you know, back in the day, it was kind of the slow man sport is what they would call it. Okay. You know, a lot of people would refer to it like once you've, you know, retired from road running, you get into trail running, right? Okay. When you're slow and you, you don't have any speed. But uh, that's changed a lot recently. There's a lot of guys coming straight out of college into trail running. Um, you know, why not? do trail running it's it's amazing right you get a you get a run you get yeah. a run fast and you get to do it in the mountains and in, in the deserts and the most amazing places on the face of the earth way better like i think it's way more fun you know like first i like when i first started trying to run i just trained for like a 5k and i'd like run on the treadmill and i was like i hate this and then i started running outside which was better but it's more just like road running mm -hmm. but when i got into like trail running it was like it's just so much more stimulating and exciting. Like, I don't know. I love it way more. I mean, I'm sure people have their own opinions, but I, I guess you would agree with that, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, like how I kind of got into it is I, I grew up in St. George, Utah, um, which is kind of the gateway to Zion National Park. You yeah. know, we have many national parks around and a lot of just public lands to be able to go out there and run on trails and have fun. And, you know, during high school, uh, our coach would always do a trail run day where he okay. would encourage us to go out on trails and, and run on the trails. And this is your track and field coach? Yeah, track and field cross-country cool. coach. And, and we, lo I, we love those days. You know, I specifically really love those days. Yeah. Um, I would try to go out and run trails anytime I possibly could. I grew up next to a mountain in St. George called the Red Mountain, kind of okay. near Santa Clara Ivans area. And I'd go run up that thing, you know, at yeah. least once a week. And it was kind of just a fun thing that I would do. I thought it was building a lot of strength and, and power, and it was. And I also got to go out there and enjoy the trails and enjoy the mountains and see the views and everything. And so I kind of grew up in in the outdoors. You know, my dad would take us camping and hunting yeah. and fishing when I was on, younger and something that I really fell in love with. Um, but as a, a youth, I was I, I got into track and field and cross country. You know, that's what you do here in the United States. And, yeah. And uh, I did well. You know, I was a two-time state champion in Utah. Ended up getting a scholarship to run at Southern Utah University, and competed. You know, for four or five years in at SUU. Um, and I loved it. You know, it was awesome because I was able to build a lot of speed. Yeah. And just a lot of fitness that can't be gained. Um, outside of, of running track and field and cross country. But I always kind of knew that one day I would go back to the trails. Yeah. Um, my teammates in college would always joke with me and be like, oh, you're going to be one of those ultra guys, right? You're going to run like Western States and Leadville and all these yeah. races. And, 
And I'll be like, yeah, you know, someday I'll do that. I'm not sure when, but I really want to do that. And they kind of joke, like, these crazy, dirty ultra runners out there, you know. Exactly. on 100-mile, insane, stupid races. Yeah, and and they were always like, you know, you're going to go out and hike in the mountains and just be jogging around, be one of those old guys that's running slow, right? Yeah. And... That's kind of how I, I perceived it at first. I thought like, oh, ultra runners are slow. You know, I was kind of ignorant about it, I guess you'd say. But then when I, I graduated from college, I just decided, you know, I'm going to sign up for a trail race and see how it goes. So I signed up for the, the U.S. Mountain Running Championships out in New Hampshire okay. and flew out there. That was your first trail, competitive trail race. Yeah, first competitive trail race. Um, it was a 10K straight up a mountain in New Hampshire up in the, okay. in the White Mountains. And uh, I ended up qualifying for the U.S. national team in that race. Took, right off the bat. Yeah, I took fourth. I mean, fourth. obviously, you've been competing and running for a long time, but... Yeah, yeah, I've been competing, but never really in, in mountains, right? I, I, yeah. Like I said, I grew up doing a little bit here and there, but I had never raced a race in the mountains. That's cool. And did I, you surprise yourself that you did so well? Uh, kind of, uh, I, w- I kind of had a, yeah. like this, like uh, confidence, I guess nice. you'd say I was maybe a little cocky. You're like, oh, I'm yeah, good. <laughs> exactly. Thinking like I'd go in there and destroy it. And, and then you did, you're like, well, I took fourth, you know, I still got beat by three guys. I thought I was going to win the race to yeah. be honest with you, but I, I got beat by three guys and I got crushed and I was like, oh geez, like these guys are fast. I kind of opened your eyes like this isn't an old man slow sport. Like these guys are killing it. Exactly. Exactly. But, but I fell in love with that race. I mean, I absolutely loved it, you know, finishing up on top of the, of the ski lift, you know, up on the very top of the mountain, looking at down and seeing everything. And I was like, man, this is amazing. Like I get views, I get to run in the wilderness. I get a, I get to push hard and compete. Like this, this is what I've always dreamt of doing. Um, but didn't have the opportunity running, circles on the track yeah, there's no right? college course or competitive team for that no most of the u.s cross country is like on golf courses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's pretty uh easy running you know in the uk it's different they run like these muddy gnarly like really? trail type races That's for cross cool. country so if maybe if i would compete in the uk it would have been a little different but yeah. here in the u.s it's yeah it's not the same and ultra running is really kind of taking off as like its own really like re- sport now i feel like it's getting a lot more traction than it did you know five ten years ago especially For sure um so so you did that race and you fell in love with it mm-hmm. obviously it felt like home like what did what you used to play on for fun yeah and then uh so did you go from there you said you qualified for nationals i qualified for the u.s national team to compete in the world championship that was going to be held in september of that year this were you year. able to participate that that first time? yeah yeah i was before then i ran actually my first 50k um but yeah i, I went to world the world championships in bulgaria um, it was my first time in Europe, and yeah. was able to go out there and run at the the World Mountain Running Championships in Bulgaria. Now, were you on Team USA then? Yes, did... yeah, Team USA. So a lot of so people explain, don't know. Yeah, explain yeah. how that works. So most people, like even me, I'm like, okay, so there's like the Olympics, and there's like you're you representing your country, but like, what does it mean to compete at Worlds and be Team USA? Because it's not Olympics. It's not an Olympics yet. Yeah, yeah. It's they're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, they're actually been talking about it quite a bit, and I think it'll be introduced into the Olympics in the next four to eight years, hopefully. You're like, hopefully, while you're still killing it. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I, it might still not be super big, even when it's in the Olympics, because it's kind of like cycling. You know, uh-huh. you, you look at like the Tour de France, right, in cycling, and the Tour is everything in cycling, right? right? People don't really even pay attention to cycling in the Olympics. 
Right. Right. It's true. It's kind of weird that way. You know, everybody just goes the tour, the tour, the tour. Well, running. You think about basketball too. Like, yeah. It's like they're in the Olympics, but, you know, the playoffs are what matters, the NBA playoffs. Exactly. It's the same. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, Trail running is the same way. You know, there's, there's races like Western States and Leadville and UTMB. These are the big races and, and they are kind of the world championships, I guess you'd say, that everybody goes to because that's where the money is mostly mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. And it's they're just amazing races. Um, but, yeah, world championships is still big. I mean, it's still big. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And it's awesome to represent your country and have that USA on your chest. But it's a little different in our sport. Um, but it's growing. It's growing tremendously. And, you know, like in 2016 when I went to Bulgaria to run in the world championship, I was on Team USA. You know, we get the same kits that Olympic athletes get. Was that just so awesome for you? Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing because I'd always dreamt of wearing that USA jersey, you know, and putting it on. I I was trying to qualify for the Olympics in in track and field, and I got really close, but I was just a little off. I kind of had a a rough year, um, Uh my my senior year of, of, of track and field. But, yeah, to put that jersey on and represent my country was just awesome. Wow. And, you know, we're competing against the best athletes in the world, you know, from Uganda and Kenya and Spain and France. Everywhere you can think, every country so cool. is pretty much represented. And, and it's a crazy, crazy competitive. I just have, like, a big grin on my face just talking about it. Like, I just think that's so awesome. So how do you get selected to be on Team USA and do that? So you have to just have certain finishings at certain races like nationals so there's there's like three distances for for trail running okay um there's 10k which is kind of the shorter one and that's yeah. the one I, I did in 2016 there's the the long distance mountain running champs which is the one i just competed at in argentina and that one's a marathon a marathon yeah in the mountains and then there's also the ultra trail world championship and that's ultra distance and so that's going to range anywhere from 50K to 80K or like 30 to 50 miles. Okay, cool. And so you can compete in either one of those. Um, for the short distance, there's a qualifying race. That's the one I went to out in New Hampshire and qualified. Nice. Top six made the team at that time. Now only top four make the team. So I took fourth. I made the team. Nice. Um, the other ones are, yeah, you're, you're asked to be on the team depending on your world ranking. So they just like follow the sport. Yeah, depending on your world ranking, depending on what you win. I mean, if you're a big name in the sport and you're you're doing well, then they're going to ask you to be on the team. Some people accept it, some people reject it, but it's it's an honor, right? It's yeah. an honor to be asked to be on that team. Uh you I mean, you're representing your country. You're you're one of, you know, five guys in the entire country that are considered the best trail runners in all of of the united states yeah that's that's so cool now have you got to meet any of like kind of the people you looked up to as you were getting into ultra running and seeing these names like like what are some of the names that you saw that you're like oh man i want to be like that guy and you got to like meet them and stuff have you got oh yeah it? for sure yeah and the cool thing about trail running is it's a it's a huge community yeah. it's a big family everybody supports everybody you know you don't have a, a like a big name that's just like, yeah, I don't want to talk to anybody. Like cutthroat like, competition. Yeah, super cutthroat yeah. and doesn't want to do anything. Like, no, you have – everybody's there to support one another. So coming into the sport as a new guy, you know, I've only been doing this for three years. Yeah, and which um, you've done some incredible stuff in just that short amount of time. Oh, like thank you're, you. <laughs> you're one of the big guys now, but yeah. like I said, it's happened so quickly, um, which is cool. But it's, it's like a, it's come with help. 
You know, yeah. I've reached out to a lot of these big names who I thought were awesome, like like Killian Jornet and, uh-huh. and Jim Walmsley and Magdalena Bollet, you know, these amazing runners that have been doing this for a while now and have really been crushing and it. And they're just happy to help. And they've been happy to help, yeah. They've, cool. they've taught me so many things, you know, a lot of things with nutrition and, and different ways to train. And, and I've just become a, a well-rounded athlete because of them. And you just got to listen, you know. You, you got to sit down and, and get advice from people and then you got to implement that you know a lot of the time I think we ask for advice but then we put it it goes in one year and one ear and goes out the other yeah but when you can really soak it in and really try to gather things from different people and try to become you know just a well-rounded amazing athlete like you can do it that's cool you obviously like you have a passion for what you do like what you talk about is it's cool you can feel that yeah i have a (laughs) i do i i it eats me it eats me up i was just talking to my wife actually i'm trying to decide my schedule for 2020 and so you just finished your your season right yeah you get like some time off you get to breathe for a second i thought you'd have like a few months off you have like 10 days you said yeah it's about 10 days maybe maybe seven <laughs> depending on how i feel if i feel good after seven i'll probably cool, start have a running. break all right back into it yeah but you like the big... training yeah 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 i love training i i love training i mean i'm actually pretty antsy right now i just want to be out running and like my i'm trying to hold myself back and be like no let's stay at home you know yeah. like relax enjoy you know maybe watch a movie or something but all i want to do is be out in the mountains and you're I, saying you're talking to your wife about your 2020 schedule yeah i was talking to her about it and just like i'm so hungry i'm just so hungry going into 2020 like i want to accomplish even bigger things than i've accomplished the last three years and it's just like it's eating me up inside because because i want to be the best you know yeah. I, and i want to do everything i possibly can to be the best and i actually sat down yesterday and i went through my training for the first 6 months of 2020 and said this is what i'm going to do i'm going to put in like a huge block of training that like like i've never done before and really just try to become the best that i can be so what if you want to share if you don't sometimes i like sometimes like get to put a goal out there you know but sometimes it's better to like keep it private and just let yourself be motivated but if you don't mind sharing it like you say you want to do some big things this year like what what do you want to accomplish? Like what things you want to be able to check on? Like I did this race or I did this time. Like, you know, what, what would make you feel like 2020 was done right? Yeah. Well, there's big races that I have always wanted to do. And one of them is uh, Western States. You okay, know, have you done it before? I've never done it before. I, I went out and crewed and paced it last year nice. and just fell in love with Who the race. Who for? Matt Daniels. He okay. ended up finishing fourth overall in the nice. race. And, um, yeah, I got so hungry after that race. You were just like, I wish I were in. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and uh, that's that's my big goal for this year is Western States. Do you feel like Western States, like if you had to name one race, I guess that's probably unfair, but like is like kind of the epitome, like the peak, like the Super Bowl of ultra racing? Yeah, there's two, I'd say. Western States and UTMB. Okay. UTMB is huge in Europe. And um, you did UTMB. Yeah, I did You've UTMB. You've done it a couple times, right? I've done the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done the 100K CCC, and then I've actually done the um, UTMB race, which is 100 miles. That's cool. But yeah, like, and then Western States is North America's like Super Bowl, I'd say. But you get competition from all around the world in both races, of course. Yeah, yeah. But they're both the biggest races in the world. Western States is more runnable. It's okay. It's a very runnable race. I mean, you have to average like... 820 pace to break the course record which is crazy which is, for ultra run like yeah for trail running like well it's 100 miles yeah with eighteen thousand feet of elevation gain 
It's not like so, the smooth little like golf course paths. No, it's no. Like, it's like that's gnarly. Yeah, like, there's some people technical. People who aren't ultra runners who haven't done any trail running, like they can't wrap their mind around what it would take to hit those kind of numbers with that kind of terrain. Yeah, and Western States known for the heat as well. Yeah. I mean, it gets up to, they've had times where it's like 110 degrees in the canyons. You know, it feels like 120 because it's just so hot. It's like an yeah. oven down in some of those canyons. And it's 100 miles. It's 100 miles. Yeah, 100 miles from Squaw Valley near Lake Tahoe uh-huh. um, and finishes in Auburn, California near Sacramento. And you have to do it like under, uh, you don't even get DQ'd like, or not finished if you do it under tw- like 24 hours or something? Uh, well, the, the, to get the buckle, like the gold belt buckle, you have to do it under 24 hours. Okay. The, the course record's 14 hours and 9 minutes. 14 hours and 9 minutes. Yeah, which is crazy fast but uh, uh it's doable though it's definitely so doable. What, what's, what are you gonna run it at <laughs> yeah what's well your... if it's a good weather day and everything clicks Let's i hope to go perfect. under 14 you want to i i think i honestly think you can go under 14 on that course yeah i've i've studied it and i've looked over it and that's what i do with my free time i say look over <laughs> stuff and i kind of analyze so and see exciting. yeah i mean that i'm a professional right yeah yeah that's what i do for a living and so but yeah i think and i've talked to the course record holder and we both agree that it you can go under 14 hours on that course. That's how you feel like you can do it. Yeah. With the right circumstances. I mean, that's the hard thing with hundreds is there's a lot of variables. Yeah. You know, weather can be a huge factor. Sure. Um, the 1409 was ran with really good weather. Okay. Um, but yeah, so if the weather's great, like I definitely think it's Dude, possible. That would be awesome. So when is it? When's Western States? Uh, end of June. End of June. Yeah. I think so it's you only June have, 27th. I mean, that's this year. seven months yeah. away. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, I've been training for it for sure. years, you it's not know. Like and, you're, yeah, you're, and so, but I, but I, the cool thing about Western is you have to get a, a golden ticket, is what it's called, or you either have to go through the lottery because there's a lottery system. They only allow like 300 and something people in the race. Oh, okay. And like you got like 7,000 people that apply for it every single year. Yeah. So it's really hard to get in. So are you in already, or do you still have no, to? No, like, not in. So I got to get a ticket. I got to get a ticket. And there's five races that are put on throughout the year. And, and if you go to these races and you finish top two in the race, you qualify for Western States. Just top two. And they're the biggest, like, 50 to 100K races in North America. And uh, super heavy competition, and they're just awesome races. But, yeah, so I have to get a qualifier, um, then I'll get a ticket and get into Western, and that's the goal. Nice. So the next six, seven months are going to be exciting. Yeah, so I'll run two ticket races leading up to Western, which are Black Canyon, um, 100k okay. in near Phoenix, Arizona, and then Lake Sonoma 50 miler, which is um, near San Francisco in the Sonoma area. That's cool. So when you went from like, you know, cross country to doing 100 miles, what was the mindset with that? Was that like, did you like that, or was it kind of like, I missed the short it is? Like, because 100 miles, most people that's they can't even comprehend doing 100 miles. And, and, you know, as, as a competitive athlete, you weren't doing that kind of distance. No, no. Like, w- bridge your mind gap. Like, let us see what that felt like or, like, what you were thinking doing switching. Yeah, that. I mean, so in college, I was doing a lot of mileage. You know, I was averaging 120 miles a week okay. of, of training. So I was always a high-mileage type athlete. I've always really done well on high mileage. And in college, I, I never thought that I would, like I said, I never thought I'd run these long, long things until, like, a little later in life. I was planning on being coming like a marathon or a track and field runner straight out of college. Okay. Um, but it just, it's just weird how it all clicked. Like I ch- signed up for that, that short race. Then I went and ran the speed goat 50 K, which was my first 50 K. 
and I won that race. And all of a sudden it was like, man, this is like, this is where my true passion for running lies. And so I just kind of went from there and just kind of went with it, you know, and, and I, I've never looked back and been like, man, I I wish I wouldn't have done this. Like it's, it's just been such an incredible ride and an incredible journey. And yeah, I never thought like that I would, it would happen this fast, but it has. And I'm so happy it has, um, because there's nothing better than being out there and running these races. Well, and what's super cool is, because like you said, you're also a husband and a father, mm-hmm. and I follow you a little bit on social media and whatnot, and it's been cool seeing you got to take your family all over the world. Yeah. You know, your wife runs too. She's really good. Yeah, she's a strong runner. She ran for SVU as well, and yeah. we met there. And-, and it's just cool because not only do you get to do the sport that you love and be you know one of the top elite athletes in that sport, but you get to take your kid and your wife along and show them the world and experience that all. And I mean, you've probably done a lot in the past three years of traveling. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, my son's already visited, I think, 16 or 17 countries. <laughs> awesome? He's only two years old. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's amazing the places we've seen, the cultures we've been immersed in. And it's just been an awesome life so far and, you know, hope to keep it rolling. And, you know, the thing about it is a, a lot of work has gone into it, though. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I have the support of my sponsors. I have the support of my family. And I couldn't do any of that with it, with any of this. So without is it them. what you do full time? This is your only job. Um, so I, I coach as well. Okay. I do some coaching. I, I coach people online. I have my own coaching business that I run called Hawks Running. So and they, how, could, how do you spell that if people wanted to find that online? Yeah, Hawks, H-A-W-K-S running r-u-n-n-i-n-g <laughs> dot com dot com and uh yeah that's what i uh i do that um but i am a full-time runner first um cool. you know i do coach but i coach a, a limited amount of people just so i can spend my most of my time on becoming the best possible athlete that i can be and as a full-time athlete you know i'm i'm dedicating my whole life to this you know like yeah. what i put into my body I think about, you know, the, the different fuel that I put into my body, the different, you know, sleep cycles I'm going through the training that I'm doing, you know, the different times of the year that I need to do certain things. Like everything's very uh, thought out because that's what I am. I'm a professional runner and my, my sponsors support me and they, they pay me so I can be a professional runner and so that I can reach my fullest potential as an athlete. It's cool how you point out there's just so many details that it's like and anything that can give you that edge, like like say sleep, nutrition, hydration, just mental mindset, like every different piece of it you want to have dialed in. It's cool just talking to you because I can feel like you're passionate, like, no, like I can set these world records, like, and this is what it takes to do it. Yep. So you probably um, made me think of, you know who Alex Honnold is? Oh, yeah. Free yeah. solo. Yep. Um, just incredible. But he talked about, he talks about how um, in his TED talk, I think it was, he's like, once you do the thing, you put in so much prep. It's not like, I hope I can do this or we'll see if it works out. It's like, you've already planned every step of the process. So then it's just about executing. And that's what I feel like talking to you. You're like, I'm going to sleep this hour, run this hour, do this thing. So when it comes down to it, it's not left to chance. Like exactly. You're making it happen. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like they ask me, do you get nervous on the starting line? You know, or do you yeah. get butterflies in, in your belly and stuff? And I get a little bit still, you know, just because it excites me and I'm excited to get yeah. out there and race. But if I've done the work and I've put in everything I've done, come race day, I'm not very nervous yeah. because I'm confident. I know that I've done everything that I possibly can have, could have done to prepare for that race. 
the races I've done races where I haven't been prepared yeah. <laughs> and yes, I get nervous really? because I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, yeah, what's going to happen, you know, but, but if I've done the work and I've, you know, I've done what, like Alex said, you know, I've, I've put in all that time and climbed that wall, you know, and know every single place where yeah. I need to put my hand or my foot, then I'm prepared on race day. And I, I'm very confident knowing that I can win that race. That's cool, man. It's exciting. You know, it's, I love, you know, the podcast is the not so average Joe. Um, and you're obviously well, well above average. (laughs) I feel lucky to be able to sit down with you. Um, and it's, I think it's just because the sport isn't as famous yet. But when I sit and talk to you, it's like, I think it's very interesting, similar to the interviews you hear with like LeBron James or like these top athletes um and that's what you are like and it's like well these are the exact same things you know what i mean so yeah i feel fortunate to be able to you know you're the lebron <laughs> i might not get paid as much as lebron but i'm definitely putting the in the time <laughs> yeah. get the sport up there but how long do you what's the you can do this sport a long time though yeah. like it's not like oh you're an old man at 35 like in the nba you know how how long do you see yourself being able to run the sport well, if you take care of yourself and you keep that passion and that fire burning, you can do it for a long time. You that's know, that's cool. the thing is you got to really, truly love it, you know, and I do. I yeah. truly love what I do. And if you don't, like if you're just doing it for the wrong reasons, you know, you're, you're not going to last very long. Yeah. Or, you know, if you go out there and you do this, I mean, you do have to do some risky stuff every now and then and you have to put yourself into like, like doing things that are going to just blow up and be huge, right? Yeah. Um, or that, that you just really have passion for, but you also have to be a little careful. I mean, yeah. you, you can't go out there and race every single weekend. You know, if you do, you're going to burn out sure. and you're just going to have a short career. But if you take care of your body and you do what you're supposed to do and you race smart and you do the things that you, that you need to do every day, yeah, you can do this up to 50 years old, you know, there's, which is so cool, right? Like, yeah. I mean, there's guys like Jeff Browning who, uh, He's an ultra athlete as well. He's yeah. won multiple 100-mile races. Um, I mean, he's like 47, 48 years old, and he's still crushing races and winning stuff. And, yeah. and you know, I'm 28, so that's, I mean, that's, the that's thing. a 20-year career, hopefully. Yeah, like where could the sport be in 20? I mean, if you look where it's at from 20 years ago, there were no sponsors. No one's nah, getting paid yeah. to run 20 nope. years ago. Yep. You know, and hopefully in another 20, it'll be, you know, the level that a lot of the other sports do get the kind of fun. But there is money now, but like I said, it still boils down to that passion yeah. and, and that drive to do it no matter if there's money or not. Yeah. And that's what you have to have because, that, yeah, I'm getting paid and there's other guys in the sport getting paid now, but if we lose track of, of what actually brought us into this and, and where our love truly lies and that's within the, just the, the, the pureness of this sport – then we're gonna we're gonna lose that money pretty quickly. And it can ruin the sport. It's not. And it's gonna it's ruin not, the sport. The exactly. whole thing is when there's enough financial support where you can let you be fully passionate. Yeah, you know, you I'm know? I'm not a millionaire. You know, I don't make tons and tons of money, but I make enough to survive. I make enough to live a simple and and fulfilling life, and that's all that matters to me. And enough where you can put your full focus. Exactly. Because that's the only shame I see is in some underrated sports where there's not enough money there where it's like. There's an incredible athlete like yourself, but they have to go work all these side jobs, and so they can't truly do what you say about yeah, for sure. being your. I am a professional runner, and I will give every detail, mm-hmm. and love being able to see what can happen when the world allows that to be. Well, and that's why you're seeing so many records being broken yeah. recently, and so many just like the, 
these incredible athletes that are coming into this sport is because there is money now. People can do it full time. Yeah. When, you, when somebody can do something full time, you know, they're going to break records. They're going to run just incredible feats. Well, and think, man, in, in 15, 20 years from now, people will be coming in that grew up their whole life being, I'm going to be an ultra runner. Yeah. And that wasn't your path. You, know, you loved running, <laughs> but you didn't know. You know, it was kind of like a joke. Well, that's what old slow guys do. But in 20 years from now, people will be growing up as little kids. Well, and, and that's what it know? is. I, I hope that I can inspire kids, you know, and I hope I can inspire people out there to like, yeah, you can become a professional ultra runner if that's what you want to do. Yeah. You know, because that's the biggest thing is, yeah, I can win races and I can I can do all this break records and whatnot. But if I'm not inspiring people, if I'm not helping people, then it don't mean nothing to me. You know, I, I want to be an inspiration to kids. I want to be an inspiration to those out there who are, you know, maybe maybe just getting into the sport. Yeah. Or, well, and you have been to me. So I just did my first ultra race. It was the Red Mountain, right, where you used to train yeah. as a kid. And we're, we're both lived in St. George. And it was funny because I was just getting into it. I'd never done a long race like that. And I found out you lived in the same city I was living in. I was like, I saw you at like a restaurant. And I'm like, why? I pointed my wife, Amber, that's Aiden <laughs> And she, I was like starstruck. And it's so funny because it was so new into the sport. But it was cool that you were right in my backyard. Which somehow, for me, it made it feel more like a doable. I was like, whoa, like he lives here. I live here. Like I could do this hard mm-hmm. thing. Um, and so, you know, even though I'm not doing it professionally, I'm not some kid growing up to like have it be my dream, it still was like inspiring to me just to be able to see somebody doing it that felt so close to home yeah. and doing it on such an elite level. I'm like, well, I can go just do a horrible run and not finish strong, but like, you know, or fast or whatever, but I did it, which yeah. was cool for me. And so there's, there's a place for everybody to be inspired. Well, by what yeah, you're doing. thanks for sharing that with me because that's, that's a big focus of mine is to inspire my own community. Yeah. And inspire my, my my people here in southern Utah, you know, because this is where I grew up. It means a lot to me. I love this area. I love the land. And I've really tried to help build the running community and help, you know, share my passion for it with other people. And to, to hear stories like that, you know, of people from where I grew up, yeah. you know, getting into the sport is just amazing to me. Yeah, no, it, well, it's definitely happening. Um, so that's super cool. So you, you're sponsored by Ultra. Mm-hmm. Um, am I saying it right? Just yeah, Ultra. yeah, Ultra. Yep. They just spell it a little different. But yeah, yeah. You know. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about like what that's meant? Is that I know there's lots of spon- You've had other sponsors in the past and yeah. stuff like that. You have other sponsors now I assume, yep, as yep. well. Um, how how is that? Because they're a Utah based company as well, correct? Uh, they used to be Utah based. So they they were founded in Utah. Okay. Um, Found in the mountains of Utah, which is awesome. But uh, they just moved to Denver. Uh, okay. They got bought out by a bigger company, and the oh, company moved them to Denver, which which is good, though, because it's bringing more money into the company, and they're just growing, and we're seeing tremendous like improvements on the shoes and just amazing things happening That's within cool. the company, which is awesome. But, uh, yeah, Ultra's been amazing to me. You know, They've really supported me. I just signed with them this year, actually. Before that, I was with another company, but but Ultra, I, I got got into the shoes because I loved the product. You know, I loved the the zero drop. They have a zero drop shoe, yeah. a little wider toe box, and I've seen that my form has improved. Um, I'm producing more power just so having that zero drop. Was that? Tell me about that transition. Maybe this is like too detailed for a lot of listeners. But <laughs> I, I don't care. So I run a little bit, and I've started getting into like more barefoot running and like realizing, yeah, like. Your foot does need spread. Don't we smash in these little shoes? And so I've, I've been like looking into Ultra and seeing yeah, like the, the the bigger toe box, the zero drop, all that stuff. 
but it's an adjustment. Like, what was that as a professional athlete who already has their style and stride to start to switch the shoe, not just to a different brand of shoe? Is that your cuckoo clock? Yeah, sorry about like, that. Oh, that's great. Got that in Germany in the Black Forest <laughs> this Did year. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. It's an authentic German cuckoo clock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you can hear it as the listeners, but that's cool. Those are the kind of souvenirs to get. That's a lot better than a magnet or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's one thing when people switch from like, oh, I was sponsored by Adidas and I'm sponsored by Nike. It's like, cool, the shoes feel the same. Mm-hmm. But you actually switched to Ultra, which the shoe is different. How'd yeah. that affect like your running, your stride, your times? Yeah, I mean, it takes a little time to adjust to it just because it's you're putting more pressure on those on the calf and the Achilles, right? Because yeah. the shoe is bringing you into your proper running form. It's right. helping you go off of the forefoot where we're supposed to be, you know, produced going off of the forefoot because the forefoot is where you can produce the most power in your stride. And so the ultra will bring you into that. Um, and so that was a little bit of an adjustment, you know, there's a little soreness at first, but as you, as you roll and you stretch and you, you build into it, it goes away quickly. And then once that you've adjusted to that shoe, it's just incredible. Like you'll never want to go back to any other shoe because your form just feels more powerful. It feels stronger. And because it feels more powerful and stronger, your running economy is better. And you're able to just save a lot more energy over a long period of time. And then you can use that energy for later on in the end of the race. And for me, I haven't, I haven't had an injury since I've been to ultra. You know, it's not saying that other people won't. Did you have any injuries before? I did. Yeah. I had some injuries before. And, and that's the thing is like, that's one of the big reasons I, I switched um, to ultra is I felt like it could help me with, with injury prevention. And it has, um, and it's just built the muscles and the ligaments and the tendons in my legs to help me get into my proper stride into my proper form of what I, what I need to be doing as a runner. And it's helped me so much in that. It's so like, it is a little transition, but it's, it's definitely it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you hear about like, you know, Tiger Woods changed his swing, like mid, you know, peak of his career. And it's like, it's hard, but it's worth it. And obviously you get yeah. better after and, that. And, you know, we, we talked earlier about how we're always trying to find those little things that give us a little bit of an edge, right? Yeah. Well, I felt like Ultra could do that for me. So that's why I went to Ultra. And so far it has. I mean, I've had a great year. And, and honestly, I just I feel like it's, a, it's been a good transition for me. That's cool. When, especially when you think of, like, the longevity of yourself in the sport, it's like, lack of injury what's more important you know if you can continue running till your 40s 50s 60s 70s like because you're not getting injured well that's how you improve you you don't improve by having one good training block you have you improve by having multiple training blocks back to back to back to back if you're always recovering and if you're injured yeah you can't train properly right and so if you can stay injury free for for multiple years you're going to see huge improvements that's cool. And that's what attracted me to this style as well is, is I've read stuff about that. It's like you shouldn't be getting it. There's a lot of injuries in running. Actually, when I was growing up, I was told, like, don't, be, get, don't get into running. Like, you'll destroy your knees. You'll destroy <laughs> your hips. It's so unsafe. It's bad for you. And they'd list all these people they knew that ran a lot and were, you know, messed up. And so I honestly thought it was bad for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was unhealthy. And then the more I researched and got into it, I realized it's like, the unhealthy, there's bad shoes, there's bad form, there's bad running, and it does mess people up. But yeah. the more you can get like to the actual correct form and footing and all those things, 
there's no reason you should be in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, recent studies have shown that running is actually really good for you. Yeah. I mean, it, it reduces your mortality rate. They just did a recent study I saw by 27%. Is that um, crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. And like people say it's bad for your knees. It's not bad for your knees. Running wrong might be. Yeah, running <laughs> wrong might be bad for your knees or running excessively or trying to run through an injury could. Sure. But like it's just like a car. If you never start a car, if you just leave it in your garage all the time, it's going to run like crap, right, when you, when you restart it. Yeah. Well, and if you drive a car too much, it's going to run like crap. But if you drive it just the right amount and you're taking care of that car and you're doing the proper things to that car – It'll, it'll run forever, so and it's actually good for the car. And that's the same thing with your knees, same thing with your body. Yeah, well, you said 27%. Yeah, that's like, what a recent study showed, I mean, that's yeah. Like a quarter of your life, you yeah. know? But, it, I mean, it makes sense. Like, we know, like, fitness is important, but, like, and running's also, I'd say, also goes into other aspects, like, more than just the physical fitness, like, the mental, emotional, like, spiritual part of oh, pushing sure. yourself. Yeah. And, and even just the chemicals your body produces when you are doing things like that, it helps you avoid depression and frustration. Like, I'm so much happier when I, after a long run than, than before. And I'm yeah. like, that helps you live longer. If too, you're having, you know? Cons- you know, like a bad time in life and you're just having bad day after bad day after bad day, I'd encourage you, just go out for a 15-minute jog every single morning. It doesn't have to be a lot. Yeah. You know, 15 to 30 minutes, go out for a jog every single morning. I promise you it'll change your life, and it'll help you so much. That's cool. That's awesome. So you, you're loving being with Ultra. Um, do you have any other, like, sponsors that you just, like, love you want to, like, mention? Yeah, so I'm sponsored time? by Nathan as well, which is a hydration pack company. They make hydration bottles, hydration packs, waist belts, different things like that, which are key for ultra running yeah. where you have to carry a lot of your nutrition on you. So I, I work with Nathan. They've been awesome to me. They've um, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Really comfortable. You know, I've had no chafing with them ever and it's just been an incredible products to work with. And yeah, so, and they're just an awesome company. They're, they're what they stand for is just amazing. So I work with them. A lot of the companies I work with, I, I research and I study out beforehand. I don't want to just be a part of a company Maybe just the because they're paying me. To, hey, you're in yeah. this Chrysler commercial, and you're like, I've never driven a Chrysler yeah. in my life. I'm with companies because I actually believe in their products, and I actually believe in their ethics and who, what they stand for as a company. That's cool. And so, yeah, I'm also sponsored by Unived Sports, which is my nutrition company. Yeah. Awesome company. They're just getting into the U.S. market, and their their products are amazing. I have actually my own product line with them, oh, which is awesome. a, a gel and a drink mix product yeah. line. Awesome amount of calories and just different things that you need for your for your running, for your training and your racing. Um, I also work with this uh, Coros Global, which is a watch it's company. A watch, right? yeah. yeah, Similar to Garmin or, or Sunto, but personally I think a lot better, more accurate. Yeah. Um, they're pretty new to the sport, but an amazing company as well. And my last sponsor is Revent Optics which is a sunglass company based out of Portland. Nice. And they, their big thing is uh, they, they try to make it so you, your, your glasses will last you forever, pretty much. Like one pair, one life type thing. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, you can buy more glasses, of course. Yeah. But it's, it's very environmental friendly, and it also helps with just making very good quality type products. Which I feel like so much stuff out there, they don't, companies don't want to do that because they want your, their stuff to break. So you have to buy like the new iPhone every year because the old one shatters. Like yeah. you can make screens that don't break. They don't want to, you know? Yeah. So that's cool to hear of a company that's like just making quality product that will last forever. Yeah. Um, even though like it might not, you know, get them as many sales. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And it's just cool. So yeah, all my sponsors are amazing. They help me. They support me. 
I'm able to do what I do as a professional athlete because of them. So. That's awesome. So it's cool. Not a lot of people can say that they get to do what they love for a living mm-hmm. and they get to compete on a world level with their passion. Um, is that something you thought you'd get to do as a kid? Um, I dreamt of it as a kid. You yeah. know, I was a, I was a big baseball player and baseball fan and I played baseball all through up to high school. And, okay. uh, you know, we, we, uh, had actually, I was on a little league team that almost qualified for the, the little league world series, nice. which was pretty cool. But yeah, I was, I was like, I'm going to be a Boston Red Sox player, professional play, okay. Boston Red Sox player. And it was like always my dream to be a professional athlete. I really had no other goal in life, I guess you'd say. Yeah. And then going into college, I was like, I'm going to be a professional runner and be a professional runner. And I, I really, I had some things that I thought that I might be able to do if it didn't work out, but it wasn't like I was pursuing them heavily, to be honest with you. Yeah. (laughs) I've always just had in this mind, like, I am going to be a professional athlete. There's been times in life when maybe I've questioned it, but I've always kept that dream alive and just kind of been like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be a professional athlete. I never thought of a professional runner, you know, when I was younger. But I am just, I'm just so grateful at each and every day that I have the opportunity to do what I love for a living. It's, it's amazing, you know, and it's, it's definitely a dream, uh, dream life and dream career for me. That's so cool. And it's like, say, I hear this quote, I'm probably slaughtered, but it's like, be immovable on your goals, but flexible on like your path to get there. Yeah. And so you, you wanted to be a professional athlete and you are even though it was a sport you didn't even think about as being a professional athlete. There wasn't even really much of a sport 10, 15 years ago, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool that how that all works out. But this is the thing. It goes back to your your passion, your drive, your focus, whether you're applying it to baseball or cross-country or ultra-trail running. Like, it's only going to happen because that same mindset that brought you through all of it. Yeah, you know? and, and you can never take it for granted, you know. Like, even now I'm a f- professional athlete now, and I've, I've sort of made it, I guess, in the ultra-running world. You know, I'm I'm one of the top-ranked runners in the world, and I've won multiple races around the world. I don't take that for granted, you know. I, I don't yeah. sit here and just, like, sit on my butt and be like, okay, I've made it, I'm good to go. Like, no, I'm always trying to find a way that I can improve, or, or I'm trying to find a way to get out there and train harder and do big things, And, you know, like I'm talking about doing the Western States Leadville double next year and trying to go for the course records in both races, which would be an incredible achievement. And it's a little risky, but it's that's what's gotten me here is I've I've been able to be willing to take some risks, you know, and I've been willing to like just not take anything for granted and and realize that I got to keep moving forward and I just can't sit around and and not, you know, try to progress. Yeah. And then that's so key is like just keep moving forward. I love that you say you're like I'm just keep moving. even no matter where you're at. Whether because a lot of people they get intimidated because they're so they're starting so lo- low on the totem pole. It's like oh I can never be anything. But it's like you just keep moving forward. And even when you're at the peak, just keep moving forward. Just keep pushing that level. Yeah, um, and, and just because I'm a professional athlete and maybe people are like oh I wish I was a professional athlete. You know like like yeah it's cool but. But if you can be a professional, whatever you choose in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like just keep moving forward. Keep fighting through those, those hard times. Cause there's always going to be hard times. I've had numerous hard times in my career, yeah. but if you keep pushing and you keep trying to improve yourself and be the, be the best, whatever it is that you are trying to be, yeah. then that's what life's all about, you know? And, and you trying to just improve yourself. That's what you need to do in life is, is try to be the best 
whatever it is you're trying to be. Dude, I love that. I think it's Tony Robbins. He says, happiness is progress. Yep. You know, like I said, it doesn't even need to be your career. Maybe you do a job that supports your family. It's not your passion, but your passion is your family. Your passion is your hobbies. You know, even if it's not, you know, you're not sponsored. It's like you can still become better and keep progressing on the things that matter to you, Mm -hmm. regardless of if it's your career or not. Um, And that's where you'll find happiness is through progress and keep pushing. Yeah, try to be the best dad you can be or the best mom or the best husband or the best McDonald's worker, you know, whatever it is you are. Just try to be the best that you can in each one of those things and and doors will open along the way as you try to do that. Well, that's what's cool. That's what made me think you said the best McDonald's worker. It's like, and then if you are, you you probably will have a door open for something else. It's like you didn't know you'd be an ultra trail runner, Mm -hmm. but you were killing it what you were doing with cross country and that opened the doors. Yep. So you could qualify and it's like, you don't know what life's going to be like, but if you, you know how to approach life, mm-hmm. then, then it'll all work out. Exactly. You know, somebody, I heard this quote, it said like, don't wait for all the lights to be green before you leave your house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's very true. <laughs> you just got to get out there. You'll hit some red lights. You'll take some wrong turns, but as long as you're out there moving, then stuff can happen. Exactly. So, well, you're good at moving. You move really fast. <laughs> um, your speeds are crazy. Um, for for what you do with all training, and I think that's something you brought to the sport, and why you succeeded so quickly is you were just so fast before the ultra, the trail stuff, and you brought you know the street speed to the trails, and it's like, you know, it's it's been incredible to watch, mm-hmm. which is super cool. So so awesome, man. So we're gonna keep an eye out for uh, for Western States. Uh, you said you also want to do Leadville this year. Or? Yeah, so I'm thinking. Yeah, so Western Leadville double in the summer is what I'm really thinking. And then, uh, like I said, Black Canyon, Lake Sonoma in the spring leading up to those. And then possibly a, uh, another shot at the North Face 50 in San Francisco in the fall. Um, that would be kind of my dream schedule, and yeah. it's kind of what I'm, I'm aiming for, you know, to run all the most competitive 50-milers and most competitive 100-milers in the States um, with possibly an international race thrown in here or there yeah that's well that's that's super cool so if people want to follow you um they can actually go to your website you have some coaching and stuff but um you're also just on social media what's the best way to like follow you if people want to yeah yeah uh, most active on instagram is the biggest thing uh yeah so you can follow me um hawks underscore hayden on instagram um facebook as well um, kind of maxed out on friends on Facebook, but so you can Instagram's still follow me. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, I also do a little on Twitter as well, and Strava as well. If you want to follow my training, I post all my training on Strava. I'm not cool. afraid. Yeah, and that's S-T-R-A-V-A, the Strava, the, the running app. Yep. Um, and that's really cool because you can see your actual running. Yeah, and I hope it inspires workouts. people, you know, it gets them to maybe try some of the workouts that I I do. You know, I, I think honestly, like, I sh- it's not a secret what I do, like, like if you really want to see what I do, like, and you want to try it yourself, go for it, you know? And I'm not saying it's going to work for you, (laughs) but you know, if, if you're that inspired to go out and do that stuff, then feel free. Like, I I hope I can inspire as many people as I can. That's cool. I think you're doing an awesome job. I really appreciate you taking the time to let me come and pick your brain about this stuff. There's nothing like speaking to somebody who is passionate about what they do. Um, and, and that's, what's cool. You know, it's, is, finding anybody can be passionate about anything yeah and but when they are it's so cool to witness that it's so cool to see that you know so hopefully you know you have 30 40 more years of running (laughs) you get to help change the sport even more in the best of ways 
Um, but, but yeah, just keep moving, man. Um, we'll all try to follow in your footsteps. Thanks, yeah, and uh, thanks for coming over, and it's been fun talking to you. Sweet, thanks.